0: Chapter 1, Verse 47-58 through 58 Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 1 By St. Thomas Aquinas This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verse 47 And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. Basil, the first fruit of the Spirit is peace and joy, because then the Holy Virgin had drunk in all the graces of the Spirit. She rightly adds, And my spirit hath leaped for joy. She means the same thing, soul and spirit. But the frequent mention of leaping for joy in the scriptures implies a certain bright and cheerful state of mind in those who are worthy. Hence the Virgin exalts in the Lord with an unspeakable springing and bounding of the heart for joy. And in the breaking forth into utterance of a noble affliction, it follows in God my Savior. Bede, because the spirit of the Virgin rejoices in the eternal Godhead, of the same Jesus, i.e. the Savior, whose flesh is formed in the womb by a temporal conception. Ambrose. The soul of Mary, therefore, magnifies the Lord, and her spirit rejoiced in God, because with soul and spirit devoted to the Father and the Son, she worships with a pious affection the one God from whom are all things. But let every one have the spirit of Mary, so that he may rejoice in the Lord. If, according to the flesh, there is one mother of Christ, yet according to faith, Christ is the fruit of all. For every soul receives the word of God, if only he be unspotted and free from sin, and preserves it with unsullied purity. Theophylact. But he magnifies God, who worthily follows Christ. And now that he is called Christian, lessens not the glory of Christ, by acting unworthily, but does great and heavenly things. And then the Spirit, that is, the anointing of the Spirit shall rejoice, i.e. make him to prosper, and shall not be withdrawn, so to say and put to death. Basil, but if at any time light shall have crept into his heart, and loving God and despising bodily things, he shall have gained the perfect standing of the just, without any difficulty, shall he obtain joy in the Lord. Origen. But the soul first magnifies the Lord, that it may afterwards rejoice in God, for unless we have first believed, we cannot rejoice. For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. Greek Expositor. She gives the reason why it becomes her to magnify God and to rejoice in him, saying, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. As if she said, he himself foresaw, therefore I did not look for him. I was content with things lowly, but now am I chosen unto counsels unspeakable, and raised up from the earth unto the stars. Augustine, O true lowliness, which hath borne God to men, hath given life to mortals, made new heavens and a pure earth, opened the gates of paradise, and set free the souls of men. The lowliness of Mary was made the heavenly ladder by which God descended upon earth. For what does regarded mean but approved? For many seem in my sight to be lowly, but their lowliness is not regarded by the Lord. For if they were truly lowly, their spirit would rejoice not in the world, but in God. Origin. But why was she lowly? and cast down, who carried in her womb the Son of God. Consider that lowliness, which in the scriptures is particularly praised as one of the virtues, as called by the philosophers, modestia. And we also may paraphrase it, that state of mind in which a man, instead of being puffed up, casts himself down. But she whose humility is regarded, is rightly called blessed by all, as it follows, for behold, from henceforth all shall call me blessed. Athanasius. For if, as the prophet says, blessed are they who have seed in Zion and kinsfolk in Jerusalem, how great should be the celebration of the divine and ever-holy Virgin Mary, who was made according to the flesh, the mother of the word. Greek Expositor. She does not call herself blessed from vainglory, for what room is there for pride in her who named herself the handmaid of the Lord? The Lord. But touched by the Holy Spirit, she foretold those things which were to come. Bede. For it was fitting that, as by the pride of our first parent, death came into the world, so by the lowliness of Mary should be opened to the entrance into life. Theophilact. And therefore, she says, all generations, not only Elizabeth, but also every nation that believed. Verse 49. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. Theophylact, the Virgin shows that not for her own virtue is she to be pronounced blessed, but she assigns the cause, saying, For he that is mighty hath magnified me. Augustine, what great things hath he done unto thee? I believe that a creature thou givest birth to the Creator, a servant thou broughtest forth the Lord, that through thee God redeemed the world, through thee he restored it to life. Titus Posse. For where are the great things, if they be not, that I still a virgin conceived by the will of God, overcoming nature? I have been accounted worthy, without being joined to a husband, to be made a mother, not a mother of any one, but of the only begotten Savior. Bede. But this has reference to the beginning of the hymn, where it is said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. For that soul can alone magnify the Lord with due praise, for whom he deigns to do mighty things. Titus Boss But she says, that is mighty, that if men should disbelieve the work of her conception, namely, that while yet a virgin she conceived, she might throw back the miracles upon the power of the worker, nor because the only begotten Son has come to a woman, is he thereby defiled, for holy is his name. Basil, but holy is the name of God called, not because, in its letters, it contains any significant power, but because, in whatever way we look to God, we distinguish his purity and holiness. Bede, for in the height of his marvelous power, he is far beyond every creature, and is widely removed from all the works of his hands. This is better understood in the Greek tongue, in which the very word, which means holy, signifies as it were to be, apart from the earth. Verse 50. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. Bede, turning from God's special gifts to his general dealings, she describes the condition of the whole human race. And his mercy is from generation to generation on them that fear him. As if she said, Not only for me hath he that is mighty done great things, but in every nation he that feareth God is accepted by him. Origin, For the mercy of God is not upon one generation, but extends to eternity from generation to generation. Greek Expositor. According to the mercy which he hath upon generations of generations, I conceive, and he himself is united to a living body, out of mercy alone undertaking our salvation. Nor is his mercy shown indiscriminately, but upon those who are constrained by the fear of him in every nation. As it is said, upon those who fear him, that is, upon those who being brought by repentance are turned to faith and renewal, for the obstinate unbelievers have by their sin shut against themselves the gate of mercy. Theophylact, Or by this she means that they who fear shall obtain mercy, both in that generation, that is, the present world, and the generation which is to come, i.e., the life everlasting. For now they receive a hundredfold, but hereafter far more. Verse 51. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. Bede. In describing the state of mankind, she shows what the proud deserve and what the humble, saying, He has showed strength with his arm, etc., i.e., with the very Son of God, for as your arm is that whereby you work, so the arm of God is said to be his word by whom he made the world. Origin. But to those that fear him, he hath done mighty things with his arm. Though thou comest weak to God, if thou hast feared him, thou shalt obtain the promised strength. Origin. For in his arm, that is, his incarnate Son, he has showed strength, seeing that nature was vanquished, a virgin bringing forth, and God becoming man. Greek Expositor Or she says, has showed, for will show strength, not as long ago by the hand of Moses against the Egyptians, nor as by the angel, when he slew many thousand of rebel Assyrians, nor by any other instrument save his own power. He openly triumphed, overcoming spiritual enemies, Hence it follows, he hath scattered, etc. That is to say, every heart that was puffed up and not obedient to his coming, he hath laid bare and exposed the wickedness of their proud thoughts. So of Jarius. By these words may be more appropriately taken to refer to the hostile ranks of the evil spirits. For they were raging on the earth, when our Lord's coming put them to flight, and restored those whom they had bound to his obedience. Theophilic. This might also be understood of the Jews whom he scattered into all the lands as they are now scattered. Verse 52 He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. Bede. The words he has showed strength with his arm, and those which went before, and his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation, must be joined to this verse by a comma only. For truly, through all generations of the world, by a merciful and just administration of divine power, the proud do not cease to fall, and the humble to be exalted. As it is said, he hath put down the mighty from their seat. He has exalted the humble and meek. Cyril, the mighty in knowledge were the evil spirits, the devil, the wise ones of the Gentiles, the scribes, and Pharisees, Yet these he hath put down, and raised up those who humbled themselves under the mighty hand of God, giving them the power of treading upon serpents and scorpions, and every power of the enemy. The Jews were also at one time puffed up with power, but unbelief slew them, and the mean and lowly of the Gentiles have, through faith, climbed up to the highest summit. Greek Expositor, for our understanding is acknowledged to be the judgment seat of God, But after the transgression, the powers of evil took their seat in the heart of the first man, as on their own throne. For this reason then, the Lord came and cast out the evil spirits from the seat of our will, and raised up those who were vanquished by devils, purging their consciences and making their hearts his own dwelling place. Verse 53. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. Colossus because human prosperity seems to consist chiefly in the honors of the mighty and the abundance of their riches. After speaking of the casting down of the mighty and the exalting of the humble, he goes on to tell of the impoverishing of the rich and the filling of the poor. He hath filled the hungry, etc. Basil, these words regulate our conduct, even with respect to sensible things, teaching the uncertainty of all worldly possessions, which are as short-lived as the wave which is dashed about to and fro by the violence of the wind. But spiritually all mankind suffered hunger except the Jews, for they possessed the treasures of legal tradition and the teaching of the holy prophets. But because they did not rest humbly on the incarnate word, they were sent away empty, carrying nothing with them, neither faith nor knowledge, and were bereft of the hope of good things, being shut out both of the earthly Jerusalem and the life to come. But those of the Gentiles who were brought low by hunger and thirst, because they clung to the Lord, were filled with spiritual goods. Gloss. They also who desire eternal life with their whole soul, as it were, hungering after it, shall be filled when Christ shall appear in his glory. But they who rejoice in earthly things shall at the end be sent away emptied of all happiness. Verses 54 and 55. He hath hopen his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spake to our fathers, Abraham and to his seed forever. Gloss. After a general mention of the divine mercy and holiness, the Virgin changes the subject to the strange and marvelous dispensation of the new incarnation, saying, He hath hopen his servant Israel, etc. As a physician relieves the sick, Becoming visible among men, that he might make Israel, i.e. him who sees God his servant, bead, that is, humble and obedient. For he who disdains to be made humble cannot be saved. Basil. For by Israel she means not Israel after the flesh, whom their own title made noble, but the spiritual Israel, which retained the name of faith, straining their eyes to see God by faith. Theophylact, might also be applied to Israel after the flesh, seeing that out of that body multitudes believed. But this he did, remembering his mercy, for he hath fulfilled what he promised to Abraham, saying, For in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. This promise then the mother of God called to mind, saying, As he spake to our father Abraham, for it was said to Abraham, I will place my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee, for an eternal covenant, that I shall be thy God, and the God of thy seed after thee. Bede. But by seed he means not so much those who are begotten in the flesh as those who have followed the steps of Abraham's faith, to whom the Saviour's coming was promised for evermore. Gloss. For this promise of heritage shall not be narrowed by any limits, but to the very end of time there shall never lack believers, the glory of whose happiness shall be everlasting. Verse 56 And Mary abode with her about three months, and returned to her own house. Ambrose Mary abode with Elizabeth until she had accomplished the time of her bringing forth. As it is said, and Mary abode, etc. Theophylact, For in the sixth month of the conception of the forerunner, the angel came to Mary, And she abode with Elizabeth three months, and so the nine months are completed. Ambrose. Now it was not only for the sake of friendship that she abode so long, but for the increase also of so great a profit. For if at her first coming the child had so far advanced that at the salutation of Mary he leaped in the womb, and his mother was filled with the Holy Spirit, how much must we suppose the presence of the Virgin Mary to have added during the experience of so long a time? Rightly then is she represented as having shown kindness to Elizabeth and preserved the mystical number. Bede For the chaste soul which conceives the desire of the spiritual word must of necessity submit to the yoke of heavenly discipline, and surging for the days, as it were, of three months in the same place, cease not to persevere until it is illuminated by the light of faith, hope, and charity. Theophylact. But when Elizabeth was going to bring forth, the virgin departed, as it follows, and she returned, or probably because of the multitude, who were about to assemble at the birth. But it became not a virgin to be present on such an occasion. Greek expositor. For it is the custom for virgins to go away when the pregnant woman brings forth. But when she reached her own home she went to no other place but abode there until she knew the time of her delivery was at hand. And Joseph, doubting, is instructed by an angel. Verses 57 and 58. Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son, and her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. Ambrose. If you carefully observe, you will find that the word signifies fullness, is nowhere used except at the birth of the righteous. Hence it is said, now Elizabeth's full time came. For the life of the righteous hath fullness, but the days of the wicked are empty. Chrysostom. And for that reason the Lord kept back the delivery of Elizabeth, that her joy might be increased and her fame the greater. Hence it follows, and her neighbors and cousins heard, etc. For they who had known her barrenness were made the witnesses of the divine grace, and no one seeing the child departed in silence, but gave praise to God, who had vouchsafed him beyond their expectation. Ambrose, for the bringing forth of saints causes the rejoicing of many. It is a common blessing, for justice is a public virtue. And therefore, at the birth of a just man, a sign of his future life is sent beforehand, and the grace of the virtue which is to follow is represented, being foreshadowed by the rejoicing of the neighbors. End of chapter 1, verse 47 through 58.